0: Hi, this is Lauren and Jamie, and we're the hosts of the Making It Work podcast, where we're bringing you behind closed doors to let you in on what we're doing to make our relationship
1: work. And yeah, what are we doing? What What are are we doing doing? tomorrow?
0: What are we doing tomorrow? We're going to a baby shower. Yay! (laughs) Actually,
1: yeah, it's uh, (laughs) our friend's baby shower out in the cusp, and uh, it should be fun take the mountain bikes out there. For some reason, Thora doesn't want to go mountain biking, though. Weird. I don't, we've got to find her gloves. Do you know where they are?
0: They were in her helmet last time I saw them.
1: Well, <laughs> they definitely aren't there. Because mm. her helmet was on my bike when I crashed it.
0: Oh. Well, then they're probably on the shelf where the helmet was.
1: We'll have to look. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so that's going to be fun tomorrow. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So today you're baking cakes.
0: For a said baby shower, yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. And um, I wanted to touch base on last time, the last episode we did. I wanted to be like, I wish somebody mm-hmm. would create a course <laughs> to teach people how to co-parent. Ugh. Like someone who had this really dialed. And would someone who was listening to this and was like, man, I could help those two. Or man, I could help Jamie in this scenario. Or man, I could help Lauren. It's like, that's, oh, I'm all about that. So if anybody's listening right now and they feel like they could do that, reach out to me. <laughs> because I would love to talk to you. But um, yeah, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about that because I feel like we can learn as a society from each other a lot more than just learning from the the school system.
0: Mm-hmm. And I had I- that conversation with a friend of mine, actually, just the day before yesterday. I reached out mm-hmm. to her because she uh, she homeschools her kids and they travel a lot. And, um, like I follow, she was a, she's a friend of mine from when I was in seventh grade. So I've known her like, well, peripherally for a super long time, but, um, yeah, I reach, I follow her on Instagram and I see these amazing adventures. And she said to me, she's like, the school system is a relatively new concept when you really think about it. Like it's only been a hundred years or so, maybe 150 years that we've had, kids learning in a in a school environment versus learning alongside and moving in the spaces that their adult counterparts were in and learning alongside their adults.
1: And it's crazy because it probably came around with like the industrial revolution a lot more like for child care than anything
0: hundred and twenty percent. right? Oh yeah, definitely. when when people went to work, like because think about it, back in the day when we were a hunter gatherer society, this was part of what I started my degree in, since you asked me that the other day, was sociology, and so the study of people in groups. And when we were more of a hunter-gatherer society, um, kids worked worked alongside their parents, whether it was farming or, um, or, what, or or you know, manufacturing, whatever it was that they were doing, hunting and um, skinning and and doing all that fun stuff that we don't have to do anymore. But kids did that with their parents. I mean, there was a high child mortality rate then, but anyway, that was that was how kids learned.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like that's, that's just how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. This comes from, kind of stems from the whole Mexico thing. Yeah. Where I'm, <clears throat> I'm going down in October. Yeah. And then how that's going to work with us and like the kids coming down there and stuff like that and like you being worried about them not having their kindergarten experience and.
0: I know I've got to really let go of a lot of the—I um, don't want to say expectations, but let's say the societal societal norms and and notions that I have about what a child's life experience should be. And like thinking about—you uh, really opened my eyes to this actually the other day when we were we were with our friends, uh, another couple, and we were talking about this. And I, you had said, uh, "What do you guys remember from kindergarten?" And like, I have such super fond memories of school because I loved school and I did really well in school. And of the four of us, I was the only one that had any any positive memory of, of school and specifically kindergarten.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I was imagine. Like when the kids are 20 years old and all of a sudden the kindergarten experience comes up, they're like, oh yeah. Piper's like, oh yeah, I went to Mexico for my kindergarten experience.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, like. That's the thing. And the thing is to like, try and like go and like have a enriching experience and like.
0: Definitely. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. And I think that like, I'm pretty well equipped to, um, to teach my kids things that they need to know. I think that what I need to learn is the way that they'll hear me um, because, because of our, our relationship, they I think that they want to please me and they want they don't want me to be disappointed in them. And so especially Thora, she'll get frustrated with something and then just give up. Um, and she's like that with me, but less with you. Like when you guys were doing spelling, she was way more likely in the beginning to do it with you than with me.
1: Mm-hmm. Until she got used to me, then she was yeah, then she got frustrated. Throwing, then, throwing you know. the book in my face. But <laughs> whatever. But I mean that's the like the thing is like having that experience and it's like it's not gonna like there's gonna be some shitty times in there but I mean like it's going through that and the resilience and the just like just getting through it and just like no we're doing it together and it's like yeah this is what it is but like the 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 moments when it's like we go down to this like alcove in this beach with the most beautiful water and the most beautiful sand and they just like love it and go see the fish and go snorkeling and do all this stuff. It's like, it'll be worth the yelling and the screaming and the crying and stuff.
0: Totally. Well, and I can remember, cause I moved around quite a lot as a kid. I can remember that um, it was a huge bonding experience uh, for me and for my family when we moved to a new place, because we only had each other in the beginning, right? Like there was, we didn't know anybody and you're trying to make friends and connections. And, and so in the beginning, you really it really brought us closer together as a family I think because that was I mean we were all we were all that each other had uh-huh. we didn't have best friends or family friends or aunties and uncles to um to reach out to or spend time with so that's one thing that I hope happens for for us is that it it brings us all a little closer together Aw, look at your little smile.
1: (laughs) It could.
0: You think it's going to do the opposite? No, I wouldn't be going
1: on the trip if I thought it'd be doing the opposite. Um, It's just, uh, it's, it's so, so you, you should know this through like book series or through TV series when like you watch the first episode of the series and you meet the characters and stuff like that. uh And then all of a sudden you go through the series and then you like get to the end, say it's like, eight years or eight episodes or something like that. And all of a sudden you go back to the beginning and you watch it again and you're like, wow, did those characters change? Where I mean, like it's all built into the show, totally. how they build through the series. Yeah. But you don't really realize until you go back and watch it again how right. much those characters change. And yeah. that's exactly what this would be. Like going on this trip, it would be like, you probably wouldn't notice the change, but if you could go back to before the trip and yeah it be like i believe it'll just be like you can't not change you can't yeah you know like even even me going on the trip like
0: <clears throat> it changed you
1: well yeah but um <clears throat> yeah so let's just
0: what's one thing what like what's the number one thing that you feel like changed for you after you went on that trip was it like
1: I don't know if I could be more carefree but definitely more (laughs) carefree it was so nice I I loved I loved doing that trip by myself for one it was a little scary because it's like you go and I don't do research on anything before I go. Yeah. I don't do, I just <laughs> go. So I was like, I didn't know what to expect at the border. I didn't know what oh. I needed to do. I didn't know where I was going. I mm-hmm. like, there was a point in the trip where like they hadn't built the highway yet. I was lucky cause I talked to one person who did the trip. So yeah. this was the only, the only thing I had he's like, yeah, you're going to drive through the d- desert for a little bit. So literally you go and all of a sudden the highway ends. you have to turn off the highway into the desert and i'm in my 1978 old van two-wheel drive driving through the desert literally desert and it's like kind of a road and then it splits off in like all these directions and i had no idea where i was going and I, i remember stopping being like i'm so glad i'm doing this by myself yeah because there's nobody to argue with yeah it's like i'm making the decision and if there was somebody else with me right now it would be so stressful there'd be like crying there'd be like turning around there'd be worrying there'd be and me I'm like I run out of gas I start walking
0: I think it's also about managing expectations right like that in the beginning you you have to say okay we're doing this we don't know where we're going and I mean if you're with another person it's likely that that other person would either be just like you and not care or they would be the type of person that would research it ahead of time to know what they were getting into, um, to be prepared for it. And then, yeah, I, I don't think that the type of person who would argue with you about it would be like, I'm. and I mean, I'm speaking from my own experience. I wouldn't argue with you about what you're doing if I had no idea either.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, it was, when you throw kids into the mix of what I was doing, it was unsafe. 100%. But just throwing I never, me into the mix. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter because it's just me. Yeah. So that was the thing is like now and now. So since then, that highway is done. Yes.
0: No more desert driving.
1: No, which is sad because it was really But you got awesome. to experience it. Yeah. How many
0: times did you do it? How, how many time, trips down did it take before the highway was done?
1: Three years. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. so the highway is just finished.
1: It was just finished. My No, it was done my last time. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's just—it's a different experience. But now that I've gone down there, like now I know what to expect at the border. I know right. what to do at the border crossings and like where the federales are and yeah. like I know the towns to stop in. I know like I know the trip, right? Yeah. And um, so now it's not dangerous. Now right. it's like if anything, now I can take a little bit more risks because it's like when I have you guys there, I'll be even like more confident because I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. Like I know, yeah, I know what this is. I know where we are. Like and uh yeah i've, d- I've done it so. yeah but uh um, i'm gonna
0: brush up on my spanish
1: yeah, that'd be a good idea
0: i mean for the trip down i know that when we get to where
1: oh everyone you can Everyone's it's pretty easy it. to communicate even if you don't know the language and you go somewhere it's hand signals and like
0: totally but i think that there's a, a bit more of an appreciation i don't know maybe somebody can weigh in on this because i uh I'm I'm speaking from what I think is is the case. If if you go to another country and you don't right. speak the language, am I right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there's just an appreciation if you make the effort to try and learn their language, totally. so that when you go down there, you can. And I mean, I think if you if you know some Spanish and you try, then I think that that goes a long way. That, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent for yeah. sure. I mean, I was getting happy that I was able to order breakfast in Spanish. Yeah
0: those huevos, <laughs>
1: por favor. <laughs> well, what I always, I'd always
0: say. Huevos, uh, rancheros. Huevos
1: Um Yeah. Ponto so vino. I mean, that that'll be interesting. And then, like, I know that you're gonna love kiteboarding, which I'm stoked about. Yeah. And I'm once you once you get doing that, then your life is gonna change. It's like that's, it's literally that kind of sport. It's a life changing mm-hmm. sport and then that's it my job's done that's all i have to do so <laughs> just change my life we that's just have it. to get down to mexico and then and then you, you'll see it's it's crazy that like once you're living on that beach and it's so crazy because you see all these retired people down there yeah all these retired people and it's like we can live that like why wait to be retired to live that life totally when you can live that life right now
0: well isn't that a whole thing where it's like i can remember my parents saying this when they built their dream house um like eight years ago they we asked them if they were ever going to go back to hawaii because they went to hawaii for their uh, 25th wedding no 30th wedding anniversary maybe and um they would send us pictures of like these beautiful meals that they would cook on their anniversary and the beautiful view from their house. And they would say things like, why would we, why would we ever go? um, Why would we ever go on vacation? Why would we ever leave here? We have the life that we always wanted. Like we're living it now. We don't Mm -hmm. need to escape from, from life. And so like, that's, I think that that's a, a mentality that I would like to bring into my life.
1: And the, but that's the thing is you like, nelson like this place is amazing it's like this life per se isn't kind of like how do you say like what i want like yeah um just like the working thing yeah (laughs) working for somebody else thing yeah but like the the place is amazing and then like going down to mexico it's like that's where you get like like the freedom and that's where it's like you work, you can work your butt off up here for six months, and then go live next to nothing down there.
0: It's kind of like the opposite of what people do here, where they work their butt off for six or seven months, and then they're ski bums in the winter. Mm-hmm. It's like that's kind of the
1: yeah, it's the same thing. Just instead of staying here and skiing, you're going down there and doing doing something else. But that's the thing is, like that lifestyle is so achievable, like right now it's yeah. so so achievable
0: it's just all about shifting your mindset yeah right?
1: no it, it is but and it's also about trying these yeah. different things like like if i didn't ever like get that van and go drive down to mexico yeah. i would have never known
0: yeah
1: you know and like
0: and, and how different would your life be
1: totally and like that's not even like like Mexico is just still another stepping stone. Like I really want to get down to the Caribbean and I want to like discover like sailing and like have a sailboat and like sail out all the islands and like just go kiteboarding off the boat and like just go check out all these places and like run into pirates and stuff and like
0: <laughs> you had me until the pirates. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's real. Uh,
0: you I know need it's to be real. Smart about it. Yeah.
1: But like that's that's the thing. And then like after that, then there's like let's go farther south and let's check out like Venezuela and then like just go all around you know it's
0: yeah totally i would love to do some humanitarian type work in in those places Uh i don't know what that looks like yet but that's something that i've wanted to do for like three years it's it was a thought three years ago and um i talked to somebody who did like not habitat for humanity i can't remember what it was wasn't Doctors Without Borders, but it was something in, in that vein where they would go down to, um, I don't even remember where it was now. Um, my mind is totally blank. Anyway, they'd go down to basically a third world country and they would, they would do humanitarian work, whether it was, um, I think one year they built an orphanage, which is like, oh, just devastating to think about building building a structure to house kids with no parents like that just makes my heart hurt but
1: yeah i mean but this is the thing is take your skills and take the stuff you know how to do and like teach totally teach these people help these people that's like this is what the argument is about like the cryptocurrency space is like giving power to these people that are in these countries and these societies that are controlled and kept away from our monetary system for the control so that the governments can control them totally that's like the whole basis in the like the the reason for it and i mean like somebody thought about this and like wanted to do something about it yeah and that's where it's like we all have the ability to teach we all have the
0: ability to help people. totally we all have a skill that we can we can pass on whether or not you think that it's something i mean it doesn't have to be something extraordinary like you don't have to teach somebody how to you know, turn corn husks into clothes. Like they don't need to, they don't need to be able to, you know, it doesn't have to be something highly specialized. It could be something very, very simple. Um, and it's funny. My friend Rochelle asked me, she's reading this book and, and one of the things in this book was if you had a magic wand and you could fix one problem in the world, what would you choose? What's the one thing that you could fix? And so I said that, um, I said it would be something like communication or empathy, where like I would fix it so that when people spoke to other people, the other person could hear what they were saying and understand what they were saying. That would be the number one thing that that I that I would fix, and people would be able to put themselves in the other person's shoes because mm-hmm. I think that that's so important. And so we we talked about it for a little bit, and then she said, you know, this person that wrote this book, she like the the belief is that what you should be doing for your like your life's purpose, what your job should be, et cetera should be around that thing that you you would make magically happen so Mm -hmm. that's um yeah that's that's where i land on it i want to go teach people how to talk to each other and to hear each other
1: yeah well i mean this is this is the thing about daydreaming is good and like i think people should do it all the time but it's starting to move in that direction yeah because there's so many people that I talk to now that are like, I had this dream since I was 16 or I had this dream since I was 15. Totally. Now they're 38 years old. Yeah. And I actually talked to a friend last night and heard, it, heard his story. And I was like, I was almost sad. when they like, something for so long. And well, I just never... heard the joy about one thing and then the realization of giving in and being like, this is the societal norm. I'm going to find a girlfriend we're oh, going yeah. to buy a house we're both going to work until we're 65 yeah and I'm not going to be rich and
0: I'm just going to get by
1: and that was like heartbreaking to hear that and to hear what what he wanted when he was younger and like the joy that he was speaking about to that like how joyous it's, he was and it's
0: I've heard that from lots like from not from lots of people but lots of men actually that like they had one idea or dream of what they were supposed to do or what they wanted to do. And then instead they did what they were quote unquote supposed to do. Like they went to um, university, they got a degree that was usable. They got a job. Then once their job was secure, then they went looking for the girl and then they got married and then they were ready to have kids. And it's just like, that is, like that's the that's the lie that we've been sold that that's the way that it's it's quote unquote supposed to go and it's funny because there's um i can remember i used to read this book series back in the day when i lived in alberta and i would go to my boyfriend's cabin his family cabin every weekend and i came across this book there and it was by the author Stuart woods and it was a quick read like i'm a fast reader anyway but these books i would devour like three or four of them in a weekend and it was so it was just, it was different. It was this, this guy who's a lawyer and he has a ton of money and like, he doesn't get married. He just goes and does whatever he wants. He has, and like, he's a lawyer. So he has like clients that he has to deal with and stuff, but, um, he's got houses in three different countries and, um, he has all these women that he just has relationships with. And it's not like he had to get married or, and he didn't, he wasn't always a lawyer. He was a cop for a while. He worked for a security firm, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's, you don't, see a lot of that i think you read about it more in novels but you don't see a lot of it in mainstream media was Um, it fiction or yeah it's fiction Mm -hmm. but i mean it's i'm sure that there's i'm I i i know that writers base their characters on real life experiences and real life people
1: yeah that's totally a real life thing but that's that's the thing is like just doing it because it's so crazy how fast years go by
0: oh i said this about the pandemic because we're this is 2021 we're july 2021 we are like coming i read an article today that the pandemic is ending for canada but it's not like ending everywhere um and until it's we hit certain rates of of cases it's not going to be over but canada the pandemic is ending but I feel like for the last year and a half, all we've done is wished for the next announcement. We've, we've, I feel like I personally have just existed waiting for that next thing so that I could, I could start doing, like I could start living my life again. Um, and even like the last, I will say the last two months where they're like, "Oh, we're going to make an announcement on June 15th. And then everyone was waiting for June 15th. And then it came and then it was like, okay, the next one's July 1st. And then we're like, we just, I heard this so many times. We just need to get through the next two weeks. We just need to get through the next month. We just need to get through. And it's just like, I feel like people stopped living because this, this thing took over. And I think it's not just the pandemic, but I think in life, it just happens. Like you're waiting for the next milestone. And I see it all the time in my mom's groups that it's like, even some parents, I can't remember who it was I was talking to the other day that, but the baby, Oh, when we were at that um, that pig roast like oh you know she's the baby's however old she is in almost 12 months and you know she's not walking yet and I'm like don't rush it like that's great don't don't be constantly looking for that next milestone like just be where you are and and enjoy it and it's that's advice that I wish that somebody had given me when I was a new parent but I mean I think it transfers over into every part of your life is like don't wait for the weekend do the things you want to do when you want to do them don't wait don't wait for the promotion go ask for it don't wait for the raise go ask for it and if you don't get it then go somewhere where you are going to get it
1: well and that's that's the scary thing it's like I was talking yesterday when I was building that deck to the guys and it was hard work like it's hard mixing concrete and I was like I wish everyone had this opportunity and he Kevin was like he's like what do you mean I'm like if you guys were assholes and like I would have literally lasted a minute here, if you would have been yelling or like screaming or being a dick or something, I would have turned the water hose and sprayed you in the face and walked <laughs> away because I have that opportunity. I'm not building that deck because I need money. I'm building that like deck because it's like it's the something one to do. They, no, they asked me and I like them. And it's like, sure, it's a little bit of pocket money. But then I'm learning a skill like I've never poured concrete before. It's difficult, but I'm a hands on kind of guy. And I'm like, I wish everyone could do that, like metaphorically to their boss, spray them in the face with water and walk away. But everyone's so based around fear and needing the money and being scared that they're going to lose their job. And like it they can't like people, they can do it, but they just they can't.
0: Totally. And I think and I mean, that's a huge trap to fall into is where you start believing that you need to do things in order to keep your job or that you're there because you you don't see the symbiotic relationship. Like I'm just starting to wake up to this myself
1: Mm -hmm. that
0: it's like, yes, I need I need a job for money, but I also need things from that, that job as well. Like I need respect. I need, um, I need acknowledgement and I'm providing something to, to that job. Like I am, I, I work in retail and I am making money for that, that company. I am, I am delivering on my part of the promise, which is that I'm there to, um, to be a positive experience for when customers to come in and to increase the amount of, revenue that happens through our store and et cetera, et cetera. And like, I'm doing that on a day-to-day basis. And then recognizing that I'm doing them a service. Like, it's not just, I'm not just there to get a paycheck. I'm, I'm there and I'm doing something for them. Like, it's not just, I don't know how to describe it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And I wish you would just do it for yourself. It's like seeing so many people that like work so hard for somebody else. And I'm just like, I've seen it with, like one of my best friends I've seen it with them for so long and I'm like if people put half the amount of energy that they put into others into I, themselves
0: I just feel like partnerships need to be a thing right because like there some people are really good at at certain things and not at other things. Obviously, like that's hello, duh. We all know that. But like the person who's really good at putting that energy and effort into, like I'm really good at customer service. I'm really good at connecting with people, and I'm really good at making people feel comfortable and confident, and um, and and uh, at ease, I guess. Um, but I'm I don't think that I would be good at running a business. I don't think that that's my forte. I think that there's a different type of person. Like I look at the balance of my, in my store, my store manager and my store owner, they're two very different people and it works. It works because, because they're two different people.
1: You could run a business. (laughs) You, you're just putting that limiting belief. You saying that I don't think I could run a business you haven't even tried you're just being like
0: okay let me clarify that I don't think that I could run a business and do like put the energy into I don't think I could I don't think I could put the same amount of energy I couldn't focus I'd either have to be focusing the energy on running the business or focusing the energy on on the um on the customer service
1: at the beginning you wear all the hats until and then that's when you scale a business right and you figure it out and then you pick your team and that's like the most important thing but um
0: i think you said that once before about how the most successful businesses have the have teams
1: it's yeah and
0: like i think like why not start with that why not build a team and go out and start start that way instead of doing all
1: yourself the thing is you could go out for the next five years looking for your perfect team and you i believe would because you're such a perfectionist and you want to have the plan you want to have everything together first where it's like that's where it's like start and then all of a sudden start and then once you've started something now you're like i need this help and now you can reach out and be like this is what i've started are you interested in this yeah and that's how you build your team or you're lucky enough to meet a best friend and they they have the same ideas as you and Mm -hmm. you you can build something together but the big thing about uh, got us on a tight leash um (laughs) the big thing is you're saying like you love customer service you could do customer service remotely online for a company that's amazing
0: it's not the same i like that but then you'd have your freedom i know but i like that in person (laughs) connection i just don't think it's the same over the computer
1: no i just you have to change your mindset on that or Mm -hmm. else you're going to be stuck to a building for the rest of your life That's a heavy end to that one.
0: That's a heavy one. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I get it, but it's like I've lived it and I'm my two best friends now. I've never met in person and we have a stronger connection than most of the people I know in person. So we can talk about that next episode. (laughs) Okay, guys.
0: Uh, Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at makingitwork underscore pod. And don't forget to subscribe. Adios.